We're talking tonight for the last time about ordinary people being used of God. I believe God uses just good old, down-to-earth, ordinary people. And I believe that's proven throughout the Word of the Lord. Isn't it amazing when God began to choose the twelve? He chose people from different walks of life. And, I mean, He didn't go out and, high, uh, you know, just recruit the rich or the elite or those that had, had uh, something special going on. But He just chose fishermen. Peter, the man that had the keys to the kingdom, was just an ordinary fisherman. And uh, I, I like it because God chose ordinary people. And God still does. And that's why we're here in the kingdom of God tonight. Because we didn't come from anything special. My pedigree, your pedigree, we didn't come from a long-lasting line of, of, uh, of, of some elite family. We just come from, from good old ordinary folks. So God uses us. Let's turn to Acts chapter 9. I'm going to ask you to put that on the screen, if you will. Acts chapter 9, verses 10 through 18. And uh, if you have your Bible and you want to turn there, that's where I'll be reading tonight. Let me get these glasses on. Hallelujah. Somebody told me the other day they turned 40 and all of a sudden needed glasses. And I said, well, I have some terrible news for you. It ain't going to get no better. Everybody said amen. So I'm reading tonight from uh, Acts chapter 9, beginning at verse 10. The Bible said there was a certain disciple at Damascus named Ananias. And to him said the Lord in a vision, Ananias, and he said, Behold, I am here, Lord. And the Lord said unto him, Arise and go into the street which is called Straight, and inquire in the house of Judas for one called Saul of Tarsus. For behold, he prayeth. And hath seen in a vision a man named Ananias coming in, and putting his hand on him that he might receive his sight. Then Ananias answered, Lord, I've heard by many of this man how much evil he hath done to thy saints at Jerusalem. And here he hath authority, and here he hath authority from the chief priests to bind all that call on thy name. But the Lord said unto him, Go thy way, for he is the chosen vessel unto me to bear my name before the Gentiles and kings and the children of Israel. For I will show him how great things he must suffer for my name's sake. And Ananias went his way and entered into the house and putting his hand on him said, Brother Saul, the Lord, even Jesus, that appeared unto thee in the way, as thou camest, hast sent me, that thou mightest receive thy sight, and be filled with the Holy Ghost. And immediately there fell from his eyes, as it had been scales, and he received his sight for, forthwith, and arose, and was baptized. Our lesson this evening is on the man Ananias. Now we know about Paul, we've We've heard and read about Paul or Saul, Saul who was a persecutor of the church, how that God knocked him down with a great light and uh, he fell to his knees on the road to Damascus and, and the Lord saved Saul of Tarsus to be 
a witness to the Gentiles and also to the Jews. But let me tell you this. We haven't heard much, or we don't preach much, or we don't talk much about the man on the other end of the line. God was not only working on Saul, but he, he spoke to one of his own, a man by the name of Ananias. God desires to use people who are sensitive to his spirit. Now just let that sink in. He found such a man when he found Ananias. And God spoke to him. Prayer. Everybody say with me tonight, prayer. Say it loud. Prayer. I want to talk to you for just a moment tonight about that because prayer is vital to a person's relationship with God. You can in no way know what God is saying if you don't pray. Prayer is our communication with God. Prayer is not just us talking, but it is God talking. We don't just, when we pray, now now just hear me out tonight. When we pray, we don't just talk to God continually, but there comes a time when we listen to God. We hear what God has to say. The Bible said in the book of Revelation, He that hath an ear, let him hear what the Spirit saith unto the church. How many of you believe God can talk to us and we can know His voice? We can understand Him. So prayer is a vital thing in our relationship with God. It is both the getaway to a relationship with God, but it also is, is the way that we exercise and develop and maintain our communication with God. You must have a measure of faith and sensitivity to God in order for us to contact God through prayer. Now, the Bible said the Lord has given every man a measure of faith, or the measure of faith. And I believe every one of us have a measure of faith. But I also want you to know that you develop that, and you grow in faith, and you grow in God, and you grow in your sensitivity to the Spirit only through prayer. Prayer is the only way to get through to God and communicate with Him. Do you believe that? Amen. But So you must continue in prayer. And the Bible, the Bible talks about, about prayer many, 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 many different times. And, and prayer, uh, prayer is to be done not once a week, not once a day, but continually. We, we live in a spirit of prayer. Amen? So Ananias was obviously a praying man. And I'm going to show you why throughout our lesson tonight. Ananias was in touch with God. God is able to call on people who know Him and know His voice. As a result of Ananias' faithfulness in prayer, when God needed him, Saul had someone to minister to him because God spoke to one of his own, just an ordinary man. And though Ananias was just an ordinary man, out of many disciples in Damascus, he became the important cog in the wheel that brought Saul, whose name was changed to Paul, to be the great, powerful preacher that he was and wrote more books of the Bible than anybody else. 
Ananias was that link. Oh, that God could use us as a link. Oh, that God could help us to be that link. That, that go-between. That, that we could be sensitive enough that when people like Saul of Tarsus need God, that we would not be ashamed to hear the voice of God and do what God said to do. Contrary to what some people may think, God does speak to ordinary people. Amen. He does speak to ordinary people. God speaks to people in dreams and in visions. The Bible tells that. In Acts chapter 13, it records an incident of the Lord speaking to His people. The Holy Ghost said, the Holy Ghost said, in Acts 13 and 2, the Bible said, the Holy Ghost said, Separate me, Barnabas and Saul, for the work whereunto I have called them. The Lord spoke. God, again, in touch with people. Ananias was not, he, he was not startled by God's voice. Now listen to this. You go read this closely, the scriptures that I read you tonight. He was not startled by the voice of God. When God called Ananias by name, he responded by saying, Behold, I am here, Lord. He knew the voice of God. You know what Jesus said? He said, My sheep. What? My sheep know my voice. We can know God's voice. Now, now I, I could spend an hour right here tonight. Because the Bible says that there are many voices in our world. And none of them without signification. you got to know the voice of God separate from the voice of the world. The voice of your friends. The voice of your family. The voice of those around you. you got to know what God's saying. Because what God's saying is more important than what everybody else is saying. How do we get there? Through prayer. Through prayer. This is why I say that Ananias, was he was a praying man because he automatically knew the voice of God. In Acts chapter 9, verse 10, he said, Behold, I am here. He was not frightened. He was not startled. And evidently, he was accustomed to hearing the voice of God. At least he was so sensitive to the Lord that, that, that when the Lord spoke, he immediately knew and he immediately answered. This... This lack of surprise underscores a man that had a relationship with God. Ladies and gentlemen, you can't, you can't hear the voice of God if you don't have relationship with God. Amen? You, you, you know and you learn voices in this world. You know, if, if your husband or your wife calls, you know that voice. If your mama calls, let me tell you. I knew my daddy's whistle. I could be two blocks away. That's the way he called us home every evening when I was a kid. He'd step out on the porch and whistle. And I distinguished that whistle from anybody else's whistle. I knew that. I knew that sound. I knew that was for me. I could tell you my daddy's finger pop, snapping of his finger in the middle of a church service. That's all. He could snap his fingers louder than anybody I've ever known. I can't even do it, but he could snap that finger and I could be six rolls back and I came to attention because I knew that was for me. There's voices in this world that you distinguish and you know. Am I right? 
Certain people call on the phone, you don't have to ask who it is. Certain people speak in another room, you don't have to ask who it is. Well, we've got to get that place with God. When God speaks, we've got to know the voice of God. And we can be used just like Ananias could in, with just ordinary people knowing the voice of God. Somebody said amen. So, so evidently and obviously Ananias had that kind of relationship. He was comfortable in the presence of God to the extent that his conversation with God was not an unusual thing. Now, now this would, there's some things here that, that we've got, we got to look at. It would seem to indicate the measure of Ananias' relationship was regular and consistent, but Ananias also had a little reservation. He said, Lord, I've heard about this evil man, and what you're telling me to do, it might not be a good idea. I'm paraphrasing now. I mean, here was a man that was killing Christians. Here was a man that was out to destroy the kingdom of God. He had nothing good for the work of God. And then I said, wait a minute. You know, that's like, that's like the Lord calling me to some, some third world country. I, I'd probably, I'd say, now Lord, you sure this is you? Huh? There's sometimes we, we don't, we don't want to hear what God has to say. We're not sure about what God has to say. But when you know the voice of God, you know that it's God. You have to do what God says to do. Let me, let me give you a little, a little piece of, of information found in the book of Acts chapter 10. The Bible said Peter saw in a vision a vessel descending from heaven that contained all manner of four-footed beasts of the earth and wild beasts and creeping things and fowls of the air. This is found in Acts chapter 10, verse 12. And then the Bible said, And there came a voice to him that said, Rise, Peter, rise, kill, and eat. That's in verse 13 of Acts chapter 10. And although the voice did not identify itself, the Lord spoke and Peter immediately knew his voice. He didn't say, Is this you, Lord? He answered and said, Not so, Lord, for I have never eaten of anything that is common or unclean. The Lord spoke to Simon Peter. Simon Peter immediately knew who it was. And Simon Peter said, I ain't eating that. Excuse my, my vernacular here. But he said, I'm not eating that. i have never eat that. And I'm not going to eat that. I don't eat things that are common or unclean. He was a Jew. And the Lord said, it's not unclean anymore. I'm just paraphrasing. He said, I, I made sure. What he was doing was giving Simon Peter the direction to go to the Gentiles and tell him that he was about to preach to the Gentiles at Cornelius' house. God spoke to Simon Peter. It appears that he heard that voice and that he had heard that voice before because he didn't say, now, now let me show you the difference. When, when Saul of Tarsus was on his way to Damascus, all of a sudden the light shines out of the heaven. He falls to his knees and, and, and he said, Who art thou, Lord? He was, he was trying to figure out who this was. And the voice said, I'm Jesus. Peter didn't have to say, Is this you, Lord? He answered and said, Not so, Lord, for I have never eaten anything 
that it's common or unclean. So what, what I'm trying to show you is a man that had no relationship with God versus a man that has a relationship with God. You, as a Christian, owe it to yourself as a common, ordinary person to know God in such a fashion that when God whispers or speaks in some form or fashion, that you know His voice and you understand His direction. I've heard people say that they heard the audible voice of God. You've heard me say this before. I guess I'm not that spiritual. I have never in my life heard the audible voice of God. But I've heard the voice of God many times through the moving of His Spirit. I didn't hear it like Peter did. I didn't hear it like Ananias did. But I know this. I know the God that I serve speaks to us in a spiritual realm, in a voice that we can understand. And the still, small voice in your mind and in your heart and in your soul is often the voice of God. There have been times that I felt like not going there, and I didn't go there because God said, don't go there. I, there have been times that, and I, and, and I don't always say this, but there have been times that I, I, I knew things before they happened. Why? Because of an audible voice? No, but by the impression of the Spirit. And the Lord touching my mind. And all of a sudden I knew. I just knew. There have been times that I walked to this pulpit. Many, many times. And I knew what God wanted me to say. Because in a relationship with God, I had spent time with Him. And He had spoke to my mind and to my heart. Every time. Let me help you tonight. Every time. Not one time. Every time. I come to this pulpit. I ask God to let me. Or any pulpit. I ask God to let me be the voice of God. Let me speak what you want to say, Lord. You anoint my tongue. You anoint my voice. You anoint my mind. You anoint my heart. I don't want to say what I want to say. I want to say what you want to say. Let me become the mouthpiece of God. And I pray that. And I pray that hard. And I pray that often. God, I need the anointing of God upon me. I want to hear what you're saying. I want to know what to speak to this people. Can you hear me tonight? I'm telling you, my voice is not good enough. It has to be the voice of God. And I believe that God speaks to the church through the voice of the man of God. Does anybody believe that? I believe he speaks through here, but I believe he chooses preachers to speak through. Amen? Somebody here say amen. amen. So, so Ananias, or, or Simon Peter, let me go back there. Simon Peter was absolutely, absolutely in tune with God. But Ananias was in tune with God too. With God's work and with God's will. Ananias was so in tune with God that when God said it, he said, okay, I know that's you. Now, sometimes, and, and I, want you to, I want you to hear me tonight. Everything God says to us is not pleasant to our ear. Amen. Everything God says is not the way we planned it. Not the way we wanted it to go. Not the way we thought it ought to be. Hello. Sometimes God causes us to have discomfort. He moves us into a place that we don't really want to be. Does anybody identify what I'm saying? I hear you, Brother Eric. I know you understand where I'm coming from. God says, you need to do this. And it, and it, 
and it don't feel like what the flesh wants to do. But you just remember your flesh is still flesh. You just remember your carnal man is still carnal man. What we've got to do is make sure it's the voice of God. I preached one time here on a Sunday morning, and I never will forget it years ago. And I preached, I was preaching about, about moving with the Spirit. And I was preaching about when God says move, my text was, when God says move, it's time to move. And I, I spoke about Abraham, how he called him out of Ur of the Chaldees and said, you got to go look for a city whose builder and maker is God. And God didn't tell him where he was going. And, and I, I preached that. I mean, I, I preached hard. I preached about Israel, how that they had a cloud by day and a fire by night. I might not have preached that again, so I might have shut up right now. But but it's been years ago, and there was a guy sitting here, and he came to me. He said, Preacher, that confirms just what I, I, I've been thinking about. He said, I've been thinking about God just wants me to sell everything I got and move. I said, You didn't get the message. You 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 read it all wrong. That's not what I was talking about. He said, I'm going to sell my business. I'm going to start somewhere. If he never did, he's still here. But he don't go to this church anymore. But the facts are, he was so fired up about, about what I said that he thought he'd just fix and sell everything and move to another state. And I said, no, that's not what I'm saying to you. I'm talking about in the spiritual realm. When God says move, you have to now. If the Lord spoke to you and you, you know that you have to move here, there, that's fine with me. You, that'd be you and God work that out, but you better be sure it's God. Amen? Let me, let me pause right here and let's, let's just talk about this for a minute. I'm very careful about saying God said. Have you ever talked to anybody that God said everything to them and wondered why God's saying everything to them and nobody else? Every move they make, God said. Now, I believe people hear from God, but I believe people blame some things on God to get by with it, to get their own way. Let me tell you what God don't say. He don't tell you to quit ministering in the church. He don't take you out of a ministry. I've had people cut me and say, well, you know, the Lord, the Lord spoke to me and told me to just sit down for a while. He ain't never told you to sit down. You don't want to do it, so you lazy outfit, you're blaming it on God. Isn't that wonderful? Well, you know, Pastor, the, 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 Lord, the Lord spoke to me. And, 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 you know, they pull that card on you. So... But, but let me tell you, I'm brave as they are. What did he say? How did he speak to you? God told me not to be involved anymore. God ain't told you that. God told you to get involved. He didn't save you to put a gown on and go to bed. He put a wardrobe on you to go to war. And this is a fight, a spiritual battle day in and day out, and everybody ought to be right in the heat of the battle. Ain't got no time. To sit in the stands and be a spectator. Hello. So, so you know, God don't give you a ministry and then call you back and say, No, nah, I don't do that anymore. Okay, you can go do it again. No, nah, I don't do that anymore. That, that's not God. You're blaming that on God. 
And, and I'm, I'm speaking in broad terms here tonight because I see this happen all the time. When God calls you, He didn't call the Apostle Paul, and then when the Apostle Paul got in trouble and got thrown in jail, he said, you know what, maybe you shouldn't do this anymore. No. Paul wrote books of the Bible in a jail cell. He had such a flaming burden and desire and burning zeal that nothing could stop him. When God speaks to you and calls you, he, He's going to give you, you're going to go through the hard times and you're going to see the rough places. But God will empower you because when you hear His voice, it is direction and it is needful. Somebody said amen. amen. So Ananias is, is the, he, he's listening to the voice of God and God says, you know, I want you to go down to the street called Straight. There's a man there by the name of Saul. Of Tarsus. He said, oh, yeah, oh, yeah, I've heard of him. Lord, I want to be a good disciple, but I don't want to lose my head. I, I, I want to do what you want. He was, he, was, he was not balking against God, but he did admit he was a little frightened. He said, I, I, I'm not sure about that. And, and I'm talking in our terms now. And I'm not quoting verbatim, but if you go read, he, he just said, I'm backing up here a little bit. He was aware of Saul's authority. And he was aware that the chief priest said to bind all the disciples of Jesus Christ. He, everything Ananias had heard about Saul was bad. But here the Lord was saying, I want you to go and tell him what to do. He's waiting on you. Now if the Lord told you to do that, wouldn't you kind of say, now Lord, are you sure? He was human. Everybody say, we're human. Come on, say, we're human. We all have our doubts. We all, we all wonder something. He was frightened. Obviously, he was frightened at what he had heard and what he, had, what he, what he knew about Saul. And he, he, he was a little bit intimidated by that. It's, it's not a sin to be frightful. It's not a sin to have a little fear. The, the, but you can't let the devil take timidity and fear and use it on you when you've got a work for God to do. And if God said, let me tell you something. If God called you to do a work, you have to do it and lose your fear and don't be timid and step right out and be used of God. God uses people who will step out on His Word and the power of His Word and His voice and He will give you results and success according to the things that He has spoken unto you. Amen. So, Ananias is not the only one. Moses died and Israel needed leadership. And God calls Joshua to be the leader. And many people experienced fear. But God said this. Listen to this in Joshua chapter 1. God said this. The voice of God. Be strong and of a good courage. Be not afraid, neither be thou dismayed. For the Lord thy God is with thee whithersoever thou goest. The Lord spoke. Let me tell you something, folks. When the Lord speaks, it's going to be all right. Amen. I've told you many times, many times, 
few years ago, I was going through probably the trial of my life. I really was. And, and, and I, was, I, was, I was out in my garage. And I just feel like saying this tonight. Someone said, I'm not my garage, in my shop. And I was, I was just doing some things there. And my phone rings. And a guy that's never called me one time before, nor one time since. He's a praying man. I know for a fact he fasts seven days at a time. He's a friend of mine from another city. But he called and he said, I don't know why I'm calling you. I just know that the Lord spoke to me today and told me to call you. And he said, I want to give you a scripture. And he gave me a scripture. And it was exactly what I needed for that time in my life. The Lord spoke to him and he spoke to me. So the Lord spoke to me through him. Just like the Lord spoke to Paul, Saul through Ananias. God, God, God's going to get you the message. you just got to be there and be willing to be used of God. Amen? I grabbed that Scripture. I held on to that Scripture. I've got that Scripture in my office. I read that Scripture. I believe that Scripture. And I'm telling you, it's a promise of God. When I came in to, my, to that, that evening, I, my wife... My wife, I told her about it. She said, that's amazing. That is amazing. She said, I had a lady from another city that texted me that Scripture today. That Scripture. That Scripture came to her just like it did to me through two different people that weren't associated or connected. How do you know that's God? Well, because I've been asking God for answers. Because I've been seeking God to know what direction to take. Let me tell you something, folks. Relationship with God will get you answers. Prayer will get you answers. If you'll just stay in, in tune with God, God will speak and you can be strong and you can be of good courage and you don't have to be afraid and you don't have to be dismayed. For the Lord will be with you if you will hear the voice of God. However it comes, let Him use you as an ordinary person. Just to know, you don't have to have a college degree to be used of God. I love college degrees. I want every one of our kids to get college degrees and, and masters and PhDs and good jobs and support the kingdom. You know I wasn't going to let that go by without that. Everybody ought to support the kingdom. But I think people need education. But you don't have to have that to be used of God. God chose a fisherman. God chose a tax collector. How much was he hated in town? God chose all kinds of people. He had one of them was a doctor. Luke was a doctor. He chose different kind of people. But you know what? It doesn't matter what, what, where you are in life as far as money or education. Or, or fame, or, or anything else. What matters is, do you pray? Do you have a relationship with God? Can you be open to hear His voice? If God speaks to you in the middle of the night, will you know it's God? Can you hear Him? You will not know Him if you have not talked to Him often, and you have no relationship with Him. When you hear His voice, you ought to know His voice. God reassured Joshua and he said, as it was, listen, or as I was, Joshua 1 and 5, as I was with Moses, so I will be with thee. I will not fail thee nor forsake thee. Now, let me, let me talk to you. This is not in my notes, but let me talk to you. You know why this book is so important? 
Because this is God's Word. This is not my Word. I didn't write this book. This is God's Word. This is truth. This is... I I, I told somebody I I believe the, the Bible so much. I believe it from Genesis all the way through the concordance. I believe every word of it. I believe the Bible. Does anybody believe the Bible? This is why... You need to come to church because we study here from the Bible. This is, this is the Word of God. God can speak to you through this Bible. Amen. I, I'll use just a little incident Sunday when I got through preaching. I was standing right here talking to sweet Mac. She's new around here, but you know what she said to me? I needed to hear that today. Well, that made my day, Mac. Thank you for that. But it wasn't me, it's God's Word. You see, if preachers don't pray, they can't give you the Word of God. And if saints don't pray, they can't receive the Word of God. Because here's what the Bible said. Watch me close here. If you just pick this up and you just start reading, you're not going to get it. Everybody say this with me. The letter killeth. Say it loud, the letter killeth, but the Spirit maketh alive. That's what the Bible says. That's why some folks read the Bible and never get it. But let me tell you something today. If you hear the Bible with the Spirit involved, that's why this church is a Spirit-filled church. That's why we worship in the Spirit. That's why we believe the the Word of God ought to go forth in the Spirit. Because the Spirit will make it alive unto you. And God will speak to just ordinary people through this. You know what? I don't... We got new folks here tonight. and You just have to take me for what I am, okay? I'm going to just be honest with you. When you hear a preacher get up and it's thee and thou and, you know, he's got to be so spiritual. Look. Just speak to me in common terms and let me understand what you're saying. Just talk to me like a good old ordinary boy. Amen? I don't even think preachers ought to put that old preacher voice on. Y'all know what I'm talking about. Yeah, you do. Yeah, I, I, I sit up here on this platform and one starts that I can look out there and see your face. You don't like it either. You don't have to be a put on. Just be what God called you to be. Just do what God called you to do. Because we're not anything but ordinary people. God loves people. Ordinary people. Every shape, every color, every kind. You don't have to be an angel to be real special in His eyes. Amen. Amen. So God uses the Word of God. The things that are in the Word of God to get into our heart, get into our mind, get into our spirit. Look, Ananias could have said no. Moses could have said no. Joshua could have said no. Peter could have said no. Ananias could have said no, but God commanded him to go. And you know what? To refuse to do what God tells you to do is to fail God. And God will not force, watch me now, He will never force His will upon anybody. We are creatures of choice. 
God made the earth. He made the trees, the rivers, the mountains, the valleys. He made all the creeping things. He made everything you can imagine from the fruit trees to the thorns. He made everything. But when he got through with all of that, he picked up dust and he made a man. And you know what he said? He breathed into his nostrils the breath of life and he became a living soul. And that man, of all the things God made, bears hibernate, wolves live by instinct, fish know when to go shallow and know when to go deep according to water temperature. He made everything to operate with instinct and, and, and to operate the, the signs of the times and the world evolves and, and the sun comes up on time and the moon comes and it's a reflection of the sun. The stars are in their place. I was talking to my wife the other day. I said, how could anybody think about this world and not believe there is a God? But when he got through, he picked up dust and he made a man. And he, he made only man with a choice. Think about it. Only human beings with a choice. And he will never, never make man serve him. Never make man live a certain way. He will invite you. He will do his best to save you. But he will not make you serve him. You serve him because you want to serve him. You serve him because you love him. Is everybody with me tonight? You see, you see, so that's why we're special. That's why God says they're the apple of my eye. Because we don't have to be here on a Wednesday night. We're here because we love the Word of God. We're here because we want to be saved. We're here because we're a part of the church of the living God. You see, you refuse to do God's will. You fail God. And you made that choice to fail God. But if you choose to do His will, he loves you, and He loves that, and He loves your action. Ananias was sensitive, and he moved toward the will of God. Moved toward the will of God. Many Christians may initially respond uh, to the call of God negatively based on preconceived ideals and prejudice, but after prayer and consideration, they will often say yes to God. In other words, they, they pull back and say, no, 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 I can't do that. But when God speaks to you just right and you pray, I want to tell you, if you pray enough, you'll know what God wants you to do and you won't be pulling back. Ananias went straight to Saul. I'm hurrying now. Straight to Saul. And, and the first three words of Acts 9, 17 are the essence of Ananias' compliance to the command of God. He said, the Bible said, and Ananias went. Ananias went. Ananias went. And by his obedience, the Apostle Paul was sprung into a ministry because he laid his hands on Saul and God healed his temporary blindness. And he was baptized in water in the name of the Lord. And he was filled with the Holy Ghost. You can look at Acts chapter 9, Acts chapter 22, 1 Corinthians chapter 14 and verify everything I just said. Paul was a Holy Ghost filled, baptized Christian. And he, he was a powerful servant of God. You see, ladies and gentlemen, you may be the link that brings that person, that one to God, that, that nobody else could bring to God, but you have to do it because God has spoken to you and through you. Everybody say this with me. Sensitive servants. 
you're going to be a sensitive servant, you've got to be in touch with the Lord. The servant of anyone has to know his master's voice. And to be an effective servant, you've got to understand the directions of the master. Listen, it may not always be his voice. It may not always be his voice. To hear and understand the voice of God is not always easy. It may be the voice of the preacher. It may be the voice of the Word. It may be the voice of tongues and interpretation. It may be the voice of one of the gifts of the Spirit. Amen? You know what, you know, you know what, you know what tongues and interpretation in the book of 1 Corinthians is? You know what the Bible said that was? That's for a sign, not to the believer, to the unbeliever. It's God speaking through somebody else so they can get the attention of that person. With me? When God speaks in tongues and interpretation, we all believe that. I believe that. You believe that? I've seen that hundreds, maybe thousands of times in my life. But when when, when tongues and interpretation are of God, it edifies you know, it's not like it's not like the little story we, we we've heard about of, of of one standing on one side of the church and giving tongues and, and, and interpretation, and the other one standing on the other side of the church saying, "Yea, I say unto thee, what she said is not true." That's not that's not of God. That's not God didn't do that. Okay, the book of the book of First Corinthians tells us that tongues and interpretation are for the edification of the body. Everybody say the edification. That means building up the church. And let me tell you what happens when that happens. That's the voice of God often. And people are moved. Unbelievers are moved by that. And moved toward God. See, I, I, I know this is about 50 Bible lessons in one tonight. But you've got to understand, when, when, people, when people are desiring to hear the voice of God, look, there have been people that have prayed at home that, that, that God... God spoke to There's people in this church because God spoke to them to come to this church. God directed them. I've had people that were driving down this highway that came here and I said, why are you here? Who do you know? What, what brought you here? I was driving down this highway and God said, go to that church. We've had that over and over and over. I believe that kind of stuff. Do y'all believe that? I believe God works like that. How many of you have ever been praying and all of a sudden, you didn't hear a audible voice, but you just felt like God said, go do that. Yeah, go, go, go there. Do this. Speak that to this person. I let people right here in this congregation, I point them out to you. Come to me and say, Pastor, what about this person over here? God spoke to me and I feel like I need to give him a little offering. God does that. You're sensitive to God. Amen. How many of you ever been sitting in a church service and maybe some special offering was being taken for some special cause? Had you felt a little nudge of the Spirit? And, and, and you didn't have it, but God said, do it. And so you just did it. That's the voice of God. Amen? See, God speaks to us so many ways. Ananias, go. He went. He laid hands on Saul. The blindness came up with Saul. He was baptized. He received the baptism of the Holy Ghost. He was a Holy Spirit-filled apostle. Go read the book of God and you will find that out. 
But I'm here to tell you right now that none of it would have happened the way it happened if God hadn't got to Ananias and Ananias. And this is what's neat. Listen to me. This is what's neat. You can go read before God spoke to Ananias, he already told Saul, he already told Saul what was going to happen. He knew the heart of Ananias. He knew that if he spoke it, Ananias was going. And, and, and he told Saul, he said, you go to a street called Straight, there'll be one called Ananias. He went to Ananias, he said, you go to a street called Straight, there's a man waiting on you. And he's looking for a man called Ananias. Tell me that's not God. So if God did it then, guess what? He can do it now. God still speaks. Everybody say amen. amen. Say sensitive servants. I want that to plan in your mind. Say prayer. Say relationship. Those things are what it, makes, what it takes to hear the voice of God. You know, when you're down praying and you're saying, Oh, God, Lord, help me and... I lean on the Word of God. The Bible said, the Bible said, trust in the Lord in all, with all thine heart, and lean not to thine own understanding. Somebody finish that scripture for me. Say it loud, James. And what? In all thy ways acknowledge him, and he will direct thy path. So here's what you're doing. You're saying, oh God, give me direction today. God, help me to say the right. You're, you're praying like I pray. See, my job is not out here building houses or, or, or fixing a road or, or, or in a lawyer down at the courthouse or digging a ditch. My job is to preach the Word of God and to bring you the pure, undefiled truth of God. And so what I have to say is, God... Help me. Give me direction. Well, guess what? You're doing that in your daily life when you're saying, God, help me to live right. Help me to walk right. Help me to be a witness. Help me to love people. Help me to do the things you want me to do. If in all of your ways you acknowledge Him, His voice, you be sensitive. You'll know what steps to take. Here's another one for you. The steps of a good man. I heard it somewhere. Say it loud. That's it, Sister Deborah. What? They're ordered of the Lord. How does the Lord order your steps? By you being sensitive to His Spirit. By you walking with the Lord day by day by day. Just get in step with God. Praying and reading your Bible. Having relationship with God. Isn't it great to have a relationship with God? For you to just be able to talk to God as your best friend... And God just speaks back to you, puts things in your heart, speaks back to you. And so plainly you can know it's God's voice. You can know, look, I've had people come to church that were, that were up against the wall and didn't know what to do. And, and, and I didn't know that. But see, I was back there saying, God, help me to do the right thing. And I come out here and say that. And I, I can't tell you how many people have rushed up to me after service over the years. 47 years of doing this a long time. But they've opened their Bible and said, Preacher, you won't believe this. The very chapter, the very verse you preached out of tonight, I was praying today and God gave me that. That's God, Brother Eric. That's the Holy Ghost speaking to us. That's the sensitivity that we have to have. Amen? I want to be sensitive to God. 
I want to be used as an ordinary man. God uses ordinary people. He used a little boy with the loaves. Oh, yes, He did. He's used disciples that had no education. He's used people that were well learned. He's used all kind of people. He uses ordinary people. Today is our last lesson on, on God using ordinary people. But listening to and recognizing the voice of God. Let me show you this in closing and I hurry. I got six minutes and I'm through. If you want to know what it means to listen to the voice of God, go read the story of Samuel. He was a miracle child. God gave Samuel uh, favor because he was a miracle child. Amen. His mother had no children and she prayed and God gave her Samuel. She loved Samuel, but she loved him God so much she brought him to the temple and she left him in the temple with Eli. And, and, and so he's literally living in the temple. Hannah had given him back to God. So the Bible said in 1 Samuel 3 and 7, when, when God spoke to Samuel, Now Samuel did not yet know the Lord, neither was the word of the Lord yet revealed unto him. So Samuel never heard the voice of God, but one night, all of a sudden, he hears the voice of God. He hears something say, Samuel. Well, he gets up and, 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 and goes to Eli. You call me? No, I didn't call you. He lays back down. Samuel! He hears his name again. Samuel gets up and goes back to Eli the second time. Did you call? So this happens. And finally, Eli, realizing that God was speaking to Samuel. I love it. After this had happened three times, Eli said to Samuel. He said, Samuel, the next time you hear that, you say, Speak, Lord, for thy servant heareth. The priest suddenly realized that God was speaking to Samuel. Thus began a beautiful and long relationship between God and Samuel. Samuel learned to recognize as a boy the voice of the Lord. I'm speaking to you tonight that you can know it. I can know it. We can know the heartbeat of God. We can have the mind of Christ. Paul said one time in his writings that we need the mind of Christ. So when we get relationship with God, look, I, I drove from New Orleans this evening. I had to go to the doctor down there. I have some wonderful news, some sad news for some of you, some good news for the rest of you. I'm going to live, and ain't nothing wrong with me, and I don't have to go back to the doctor for a year. So I'm good to go. But when I'm riding down the road, it's one of my favorite times to talk to God. Just to, just to start talking to Him. Nobody in the truck but me and Jesus. And just to start telling Him how I really feel, what's really in my heart. And let me tell you, some of the greatest, some of the greatest times of God speaking to me ever, ever, has been. I know this is crazy. I don't close my eyes. I drive my eyes open. I would advise you to do the same. But if you ever see me and I'm driving down a highway and there's tears flowing down my cheeks and I'm talking, I'm okay. At least I have been all up until this. But, but I'm talking to my best friend, whom I have a relationship with. 
who loves me, and I love him. And I'm staying sensitive to the voice of God. Lord, I don't want to know what my will is. I want to know what your will is. I'm not concerned about what everybody else is saying. I'm concerned about what you're saying. Knowing the voice of God is very important because I'm not a real educated guy. But I tell you what I am. I'm in love with Jesus. And God uses ordinary people. So submit submit yourself to God. Submit yourself to His will, to His way, to His voice. Pray. I, I, I know this is being repetitious, and I can't tell you how many times I've said it over this pulpit. But almost every time I kneel to pray, or I'm praying at any place, almost every time, this is one of my prayers. Lord, make me sensitive. Make me sensitive to the Holy Ghost. How many of you want to be sensitive to the Holy Ghost? Stand with me all over this house. Thank you for hearing me out. What great lessons. Brother Rory's been so kind to teach the last couple in here. And I, this is, look, I've been gone two Wednesday nights in a row. I don't, I don't ever do that, but I did that and uh, had to. Last week, my wife had to be in the doctor. Folks, we're getting old. We're falling apart. So y'all just have to bear with us. Amen. Sometimes you've got to get new parts for an old vehicle. But we're, we're all right. God's good. But uh, I, I want you to know that, that I've enjoyed speaking to you about ordinary people. You know why? Because I'm an ordinary man and you're ordinary people. But we serve an extraordinary God. Let's thank Him. Father, thank You for Your mercy, for Your grace. How wonderful You are today. Oh, God. You are so good to us. Thank You for calling us out, for for knowing us and loving us for who we are. Thank You for bringing us to Your kingdom, for us knowing Your Word and the power of Your Spirit. God, we ask You, I pray for these people tonight, Lord, that You would just open the windows of heaven and speak to us. Let us know Your voice. Let us hear what the Spirit is saying to the church, God. Direct our every move. Take us where we need to be. Let us be sensitive, God, to know what You're saying. In Jesus' name, do it tonight. And we give You honor, and we give You praise, and we give You glory, and we thank You for the love and the mercy of God. Thank You, Lord, for directing our paths. In Jesus' name we pray. And everybody said amen. The ushers are coming.